I'm uh I'm already sending out evites for the Super Bowl 53 party. You oh know what I mean? God. So we're we're gonna be in it. We're gonna be a part of it. And uh, a huh? A bro. For good reason. And Jimmy G, I trust. You know what I mean? Well, I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. I'm back. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in the living room of my partner, Mr. Ben Passiak. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? Man, so uh, this is part four of the I'm Really Not Racist uh, <laughs> series, as I guess I should say it. Um I got my guy Ben Passiak here. We used to work together. Uh, it was a guy that I couldn't stand when I first met him. I thought he was mm. a jerk. Mm. And then over time, Truth's the more out, huh? the more you know this guy, the more you <laughs> love him because he's he's a hundred percent honest, hundred percent real. He keeps the same energy no matter what. Uh, but Ben, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, been in Portland for what three years now? I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah, originally from Buffalo. Hmm. Go Bills. Go Bills. Uh, yeah, I don't know. East Coast through and through. Mm-hmm. Personality-wise, so hopefully I'll bring a different perspective to uh, your podcast from what you're used to. No doubt, man. I think you will. Um, I know you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's so, see. so what? <laughs> what? What have brought you to Portland again from New York? Oh, a buddy of mine lived out here and. You know, it was not too long after I graduated from college, threw my resume out a couple different places, got an mm-hmm. offer out here. I've always wanted to move to the West Coast, so mm-hmm. took my opportunity, and here I am. Yeah, and then we worked at a company, which will remain nameless, but we worked at a company together. <laughs> Had some good times there, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> some interesting times, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I got Mondo sitting in with me. Say what's up to the people, bruh. What's up? Mondo? <laughs> Oh, you don't know by that. No. That's his black name. Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> All right. It's my middle name. Your middle name. Okay. Uh, it feels like that. You know? Yeah. Mondo does sound very, you know, yeah. Not white, so. They just never knew how to say it in the classroom. I said, just call me first name. Just, just you know. Just Mondo? They didn't know how to say Mondo? Yeah. It just, it just looked weird to me. It's, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, man. So let's get into it, man. We're going to jump right into it. Um, bro, you just watched the video. You watched it before. The mm-hmm. I'm Not Racist by Joyner mm-hmm. Lucas. What's your initial reaction? Mm. It was it was different. I mean, uh, it was... It didn't really sound like a traditional rap song to me just because it was all freestyle. and It was cool. I, I mean, I was surprised at the perspective of the white guy being things that I had, you know, while growing up and maturing through my life, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought about, you mm-hmm. know, and, and thought, you know, is this wrong? Is this not wrong? Things like that. So it was interesting to me that, uh, what, what's his name, the rapper? Joyner. Joyner, yeah, that yeah. he, you know, kind of hit the nail on the head <laughs> with so many things that he said. So mm-hmm. surprising to me. So it's hitting the nail on the head as far as like the, the things that you heard growing up or just things that you think about that that you feel like you can't really express or like what? Um, what I mean, were... I think, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, right? So, yeah. you know, I'm, it was pretty white. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, uh, you know, although I was raised with, you know, my mom worked in the inner city and, you know, it's, she wasn't, you know, prejudiced by any means. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that came out of her mouth was, was 
you know, helping me to understand the differences and just, you know, how culturally different we were. But I mean, inevitably those things come up. You think about those things, um, you know, being a white dude from the suburbs, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff just kind of comes up through your head or through what other people say or, or whatever. And you kind of have to take it in and, and think about it and, you know, say is, you know, does this make sense? Is this, you know, generalization, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, yeah. So like the, the generalizations that he was throwing out, like, uh, what was he saying? He was saying, you know, people are on, on welfare and like not taking care of their kids and just kind of ungrateful for where they're at in America. Like are, are those things that, cause that's like, that's like some political type stuff that, you know, Trump throws out there. And- yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think there's a conf- a confusion with like race in general and mm. social economics. Mm. You know, like so. For example, uh, you know, there are some people who don't have the same, you know, uh, access to education that other people do. Mm-hmm. So that's inevitably going to put you in the lower social class, and then. You know, you're not educated, you don't care, so then you kind of fall into the cycle, and then if you're raised that way, then and you have kids younger, then you're going to raise them that way. So it's not necessarily a race thing, but it is a social economic thing where, you know, majority of those people in certain areas are going to be of color or of certain races, and, and that perception is taken that way because that's all that people see. So if they don't have experiences with you know, people that were in better positions that may be of mm-hmm. color, then, then that's what they perceive as, as the norm. Yeah. So. So tell me more about, like, you say your mom worked in the, in the city. Like, what, what did she do? Yeah, she was a, a nurse practitioner uh, in the city of Buffalo. So, and she mm-hmm. worked for the Catholic health system, which um, they don't turn anyone away. So they're kind of like, a, they're not non, not for profit, but she deals with a lot of uh, immigrants and refugees. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of exposure from her just kind of telling me different things at work. And, you know, it wasn't always people from the city. It was people from Africa. It was people from the Middle East. It was mm-hmm. people from Asia. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of poor immigrants that, you know, ended up moving to Buffalo that, you know, she had to interact with or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So That's what's up. So you said she, she kind of instilled some things in you, like with her experiences, dealing with various groups of people that kind of help shape, you know, your your belief or your outlook because in your in your neighborhood was it you said it was a suburbs it wasn't too diverse right no yeah i mean yeah. it was like 99 percent white people i mean we, everyone in my high school was like cool mm-hmm. with the black kids but they did have like their own lunch table that they sat at. like no one had a problem with anybody but they did tend to i don't want to say segregate themselves but it's not like we like anyone made them sit at the table they all just kind of like maybe had a little bit more in common and decided to sit with each other at lunch, but everyone was still cool and friends with them. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's what it was. You know what I mean? You had yeah. one table out of, you know, 50 tables and all the black kids sat at one table and mm-hmm. everyone else sat at the other table. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was pretty white. Um, my dad, who I didn't grow up with, you know, I have contact with him every few years or whatever. And, you know, it's kind of funny. He gave me, you, know, you see those DNA tests that they mm-hmm. have out now where it yeah. tells you like where you come from. Mm-hmm. So he gave me one for Christmas and I was really pumped about it because I really, really have been wanting to get it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, my dad's 70 now, super white guy, uh, worked at GM, not educated. Oh, he's a VE. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's yeah, he's a VE. Is, <laughs> is that too much, too much information? <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you know, he's, we'll, we'll edit that. he's a factory worker. I didn't grow up with him. <laughs> So he gives me this DNA test and he's like, yeah, you got to watch out. He's like, I did a whole bunch of these and, uh, you know, some of them are fake. 
And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, you know, I did like two or three of them. And one of them said that I was uh, 12% uh, colored. And I was like, I was like, oh, he's like, he goes, you know what? He goes, he's like, I called that company. I got that girl on the phone. He goes, it's telling me I'm 12% Negro. He's like, I'm white. I got red hair. He's like, there ain't no way this shit's right. And I hung up on her. That is funny. Oh, my God. So you can see like. So even though I didn't the like cognitive dissonance. So even though I didn't like grow up with my dad, you can tell like just I mean on the basic facts like my mom has a graduate degree, very yeah. advanced medical position, right? And then my dad who is a factory worker, just the words that they use, you know what I'm saying? Like he's just not like socially aware that that's like not acceptable or whatever. But so this was recent. He said he was colored in 2017. Oh yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah, uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I met up with him for the first time in like four or five years. So it's funny. I did the test and come from somebody who was 80 percent colored. Um, <laughs> it was surprising. Were you, were you pissed that you found out you're 20 percent white? Um, well, there's a little bit of that. He actually beat me by one percent because we want to see who was black. Yeah, I'm 81 percent African. You are blacker. Yeah, I am yeah, by one percent. By one percent, that yeah. even counts for anything, right? I mean, the numbers are numbers. Facts are facts. percent Irish, bro. <laughs> How much? You know, I've been hearing that a lot. Like, uh, I took a like African history class or whatever in college, and my professor did the same thing. And all of his like thirty percent of his ancestors were from Ireland too. Oh, Ireland's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, but. Ireland's crazy. I know a percentage of family that came from Ireland from my side. You can see it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the deal is with that, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So you still waiting on your results? Yeah, yeah. I sent them in like uh, a week or two weeks. I still got to mm-hmm. wait like two to four weeks to get all my results. So will it, I'll will let it, you know how black I am. Yeah, Don't I mean, worry. it'll be interesting to know. <laughs> well, if your dad is 12%, yeah, it, then you have a, a percentage of six at least. That was only one time. That was the fake test. <laughs> the the, fake the test. other one, Yeah, the other ones were. <laughs> so the other ones, they didn't come back yeah. with any African? I don't think I'm going to have. If you come back African. like 25% black, are you going to tell your dad? Like. No, no, I don't really even talk to him, to be honest. I just meet up with him every once in a while. Like, I think it would be pretty cool if I found out I was 25% black. Would you want reparations? No. No? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe like, uh, maybe in the form of, like, student forgiveness or something, I'd take that, but I'd apply no, for you, it. No, you know we don't get that, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't forgive our loans, bro. Only if you're native, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, natives, natives, natives don't pay. Not with college, but everything else. Any college well, no, I'm college, just... I'm, well, yeah, the other ones. Well, their own loans against their own people are terrible. <laughs> but um, but the college that they don't got to pay for college. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm a I am what am I? Fifteen percent European. So I want to say I forgot. I, like I 5%. feel like that's inevitable, though. You know what it I'm is. saying? Like because the, all of Africa was colonized. Yeah. You know, due to slavery or like whatever reasons. You know, colonization. That's you know. Yeah. It makes it makes sense. You'd have to be like straight out of Africa, like first gen, and then still you probably have some European in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm, but, not necessarily. Like pre colonization, it was. Pre- I mean, unless that would be pretty tough to go. No, if if you're on the western, middle, or southern part of Africa, pre colonization, like you wasn't. You know what I mean? Like you weren't intermingling like that. Yeah. They were like, you know. You know what's funny? I remember, and I, I know this is going to sound a little bit weird, but I remember specifically reading this book in college when I was taking that course. Yeah. And they were talking about the first time Europeans came into contact with Africans, mm. right? You know, and like their initial reaction. And they said, like, for the first, 
a few years or whatever because it was so different and so shockingly different to them that there was like no sexual content uh, contact at all. Yeah. Like they just both of them had no interest in each other at all whatsoever for the first few years. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting because then obviously it changed, you know, and I, it's different now. But I just thought that was kind of a weird little fact. Yeah, I could I could understand that, you know. But the, but there but then there's like so many stories of how white people came into existence. You know, because being white is a recessive trait, a recessive gene, or whatever. Okay. Or trait, or whatever. However, however you want to call it. And uh, there's there's the ones there's the one story of like because obviously modern man, not obviously I just say, but the theory is modern man came out of Africa. You know, the modern Homo sapien, two hundred and fifty million years ago, whatever. Um, those are the oldest you know remains that have been found. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it when you go by that, everybody's from Africa. Right, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's there's a story where, uh, like, what they used to do is take the, cause like you can you can create white from black, but you can't create create black from white, right? So like all the all the uh, like you know when you see pigeons, you know what I mean? It's like they all the same color. And you see, well, well, few, are you comparing white people to pigeons or black people? To white pigeons? people. Well, okay. we're we're all pigeons. Okay, <laughs> but like but like the the, the regular the, the regular <laughs> pigeons are like the darker black and and gray ones. Right, I mean, right. You always from time to time you see that. The light-skinned pigeon, right? Yeah, the white and the brown one. Um, and so what they would, they, what they said is back in Africa, they would take the light skin, you know, like the albino or whatever, because mm-hmm. they, they called them, you know, they said they were weak, like they couldn't live in the sun, like they couldn't even, they couldn't really, they they got sick, you know, faster than everybody else because they didn't have enough melanin, they couldn't, their immune system wasn't as strong, whatever. So they uh, they they rounded up all the light-skinned al- albino Africans, and then they took them to the Caucasus mountains to die, but they survived. They evolved, and then they grew. That's yeah, and I mean, it, it, saying everyone that is from Africa is also like, uh, what was it called uh, when it was just one continent? What's it begins with a P? Pangaea. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, Africa was like everything was one continent. So you know, and then it broke up, and then everyone evolved. So to say everyone's from Africa is, you know, what what does it matter? where everyone started i mean ultimately everyone went in different spots and evolved in different ways and you know what i mean so i think to some extent saying that everyone's from africa is like kind of irrelevant almost not necessarily because like geographically like it was in a different place at that time anyways you know that it was all one continent well i'll, so I'll, I I'll put it like this the the they say the modern homo sapien comes from ethiopia right like that's where the bones were found in ethiopia the next to oldest bones were found like somewhere in like the Middle East, you know what I mean? Um, so Ethiopia, and, and, and if you read the Bible, if you believe any of that, you know, the Garden of Eden stems from Ethiopia and in, 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 in the Middle East in that area. Mm-hmm. So those, the modern, the, the stories that we have now versus the, what's the, uh, what's the science called of the bones and crap? Uh, Archaeology, archaeology, the archaeology that we have, all things point to either Eastern Africa or just the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, whatever. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, um, so for for the most part, yeah, sure. You know, or is that something that is kind of weird to concede? I mean, for me, it's like I said, it's irrelevant to me. I mean, whether yeah. you know whether or not like the continents were where they were back then when people started. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. Yeah. So. I feel that. 
Swedish people still feel a little cold better than I do. You yeah. said who? Swedish people. They can stay out of the snow and bikini, I can't. Yeah, I thought I was resilient versus the cold, and I went back to Buffalo after two years, and mm-hmm. it was like two degrees. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, said, right I'm, in I'm my evolved, spot up here. Like 45 in the wintertime is cool with me, you know? Like, yeah. that's totally fine. They're saying that's why people are flocking to Portland in the Northwest now. Because of these harsh winters. Yeah. People are just tired of it, bro. But from the East Coast, you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, because they're having more and more blizzards. Like, it's, it's snowing in weird places, too. It's snowing in Texas. It's snowing in Georgia. It's snowing in South Carolina. Like, Yeah, I mean, no matter where you go, there's going to be, like, I mean, we're going to have, like, a volcano erupt here. Or That's true. Or That's true. When we had that earthquake. Yeah. We had one a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Like a... Little earthquake, yeah. Yeah, like 4.0 4. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, so... I don't know. I guess I guess I should transition out of the the video because it doesn't seem like it really moved you too much. I mean, moved me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just all stuff that I've heard before. I mean, it's it it was it was unique in the sense that he put it all in you know four minute video and mm-hmm. it was cool to see. But you know what I mean? Because like I can understand both sides because I've had those conversations. I've had you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but to somebody who have has not had those conversations or. or does not have that understanding, maybe it would move them a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool that as an artist, he could do that in such a short amount of time and put so much information, so much preconceptions and and all of that um, into that small video. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I've had those conversations. I've I've done all that before. So it it, it didn't necessarily move me, but Mm -hmm. it was... Yeah. So when you when you hear that stuff like in regular, obviously that's just like a video. It's just something that's made up. But when you hear those things in like regular conversation amongst people, like now, like what is there any type of reaction that you have? Like, nah, bro, you can't say that, or that doesn't make sense, or or is it just like ah, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I I choose not to drop n bombs mm-hmm. um, because I mean, you could say it to the you know, nine out of 10 black people and they may not care or do something or say something or they may care, but not say something. But it's like that one, th- like I just not trying to get my ass kicked to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't there, what substance does it hold that I really need to use it to relay a certain point? You know and, what I'm and, saying? And beyond the inbounds though, you know, um, like what? I should have wrote down the lines. Um, so Tell me, Armando, what are, what, were, what were some of the lines that he was talking about? Um, Just your basic stereotypes. The basic stereotypes. Oh, yeah. I mean, ster- I mean, I love, ster- I mean, I love joking about race and, mm-hmm. and stereotypes, but I'm very, like, cognizant of, like, who I do it with mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, you know, that they know I'm just joking around. But, I mean, generalizations and stereotypes are going to be a part of life always you know what i mean i feel like people are too stiff about that stuff for the most part anyway you know what i mean like normally it's not that serious yeah and then it's like what gets taken more seriously like is it because it was a more recent thing than another racial thing like what when is it okay to joke about it when is it not okay to joke about it like but what if there was a guy who was coming from the first guy's perspective and he was serious about it like he didn't think those were stereotypes how would you react to that uh, I mean, in most case, I mean, I guess it depends on the person's age, right? But like, right. If, if the person was older than me, like, let's say they're in their 40s or their 50s, I 
probably wouldn't come into those conversations very frequently because I don't surround myself with those people. Because generally those people, I mean, I say generally, I'm generalizing people, but those people are uneducated people. You know what I'm saying? Or they have like, they were raised racist or whatever the situation is. So I don't generally like come into contact with those people too frequently because I already stopped talking to them because I don't perceive them as intelligent. So I don't even get to that point. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, if it was someone my age or whatever, and they were being, I, I mean, it depends on the situation, you know, if I'm going to call them out or if I'm probably just going to remove myself from the situation. I mean, in most cases I would just be like completely you know what I mean? So that I wouldn't be associated with that person being around them or whatever. I would just be like, yo, I'm out of here. Like, this is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> cause like, when, so, I, when I, like, first started, you know, working on this and I put, like, a little something out there on Facebook about, hey, I'm, like, trying to recreate this video, but, like, a, a real conversation, a real respectful conversation. People are like, well, bro, do you think a Trump supporter is really going to talk to you about this? I was like, well, I don't need a Trump supporter. You know what I mean? But, like. And I, honestly, I don't even really know too many Trump supporters. And if I do, we're not cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... Come on, bro. <laughs> it's, it's probably somebody that I know that... Like, I didn't know what's the name. I'm, we're not going to say his name, but we know what we talked about earlier. Right, yeah. was a Trump supporter. Yeah, like, I, I would It would have been... Because he's an exception because he's really intelligent. Like, the dude's really smart. It, okay. I'm talking about academically. I'm about to say, what does that even mean? Yeah, well, I mean... If you are a Trump supporter, can you? I mean, there's there's different types of intelligence. You know well, he, I, mean? I mean, you can have two people with graduate degrees, and they can one can be a conservative Republican, and one can, you know, be a liberal. Like you, you can still have different opinions, even though you're educated. Yeah. But it's about like, I mean, you're educated about certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean. But then you also have the religion aspect that that sways people's decision making, even though they're a super smart doctor or whatever, they could still, you know, let religion influence their opinions on different political True. Yeah, no. Things. I, so then, you know, there's no... There are some people that I do respect highly, but because of their religious affiliation, they will they voted for Trump. Yeah, and you can't have, like, intelligent conversations because what, what they're basing it off of is faith of something that they haven't seen or don't know is real. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really have a... like an intellectual conversation about it because you're talking about two different things you're trying to use facts and reality versus perception of of faith and you know what i'm saying so it's like mm, you're not on the same level with that so that's interesting but you can't have an intelligent conversation with with a person of faith like when it i, I use that as a, a general term but it depends on the situation i kind of like get you, where you're going but yeah i mean like you know, when people are talking about abortion, like, oh, when when does life start? People are like, oh, well, they have a soul as soon as... You know, so they're talking about a soul, right? So you can't, mm -hmm. like, pinpoint what a soul is or, or see what a soul is. Or, mm -hmm. There's no medical... Yeah, yeah, so there's... Yeah, it's all about, you know, their idea of, of what something is, not necessarily, like, the facts of what something is or the numbers behind what something is. Mm -hmm. So... But that's a, I mean, that's another, that's a slippery slope because you, I don't think you can prove it either way. Like you can't prove that it's not a soul. They can't prove that it's a soul, you know, so you can, yeah, have but I mean, there's separation between church and state. So the fact that you're even having that conversation when it comes to politics doesn't make any sense because you shouldn't be having that conversation because politics should have nothing to do or religion should have nothing to do with politics. Since when? 
Separation between church and state? Bro, religion always has something to do with politics. Yeah, I know it always does, <laughs> and probably, unfortunately, probably always it will. It always but I, will. But for me, if that's brought into a conversation about politics, then I just, I, what's the point of continuing the conversation if... Yeah. For me, because I think that it should be completely separate. I mean, I get it. Like, we found it, you know, we so, found the country and religious freedoms and this, that other thing. Like, you should be able to, like, do what you want when it comes to religion, but you shouldn't be able to tell other people because... Oh, I'm Catholic and I don't like abortion. That this person who's Buddhist or, or atheist or whatever can't have an abortion. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that, that but that, but, but that doesn't make sense if you're living in one republic and you have to set up laws and regulations for everybody, regardless of what your faith is, right? Because you can't have a law in Oregon. Well, if you're Christian, you can't kill anybody. But if you're Buddhist, you can kill. No, somebody. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. that like the the white you know, Christians or whatever as a majority can put those laws into place, for example, in the southern states because they're the majority. You know what I'm saying? So, like, those people, because they live their lives that way, are saying that other people who may not have the same background or the same beliefs as them have to abide by their basically religious beliefs. You know what I mean? Mm, I see what you're saying. But majority always wins, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but things part. are changing, so we'll see what happens. Things are changing. So, so what do you think about, you know, all the all the folks that did vote for Trump and like the the middle the middle America that that actually you believes know, what this man this fictional man was spouting in his video? Like, how do how do we as a as Americans fight against that? Yeah, I've been giving that like a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always kind of been interested in politics, and now that this happened, I'm like watching the new, reading the news every single day and see, you know what I mean? Like obviously there's a lot of bullshit out there where mm-hmm. they're just trying to, you know, drag his name through, through the mud or whatever. But, um, I try to dumb it down as much as possible and think like, okay, if I could think as primitively as possible, why? I mean, I get it. Like if you're a coworker and, and your jobs are going away, you want to vote for the person who says that they're going to bring your jobs back because you need money to feed your family, whatever. Like, if that's the only person that's promising you that and mm-hmm. and you have to sacrifice some other stuff, then I get it. Like, that's your livelihood. You want to support your family, whatever. Like, that's a primitive thing, right? But like, you want to... Who's, who's a co-worker, though? Like, where the hell is Cole at? I mean, Ohio. Like, other states that we're not in. You know There's what I mean? There's J. Cole, and, not, and that's about it, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's that. And then the other primitive uh, thought that goes through people's minds is... If you're on a team, if you think of race almost as teams, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, well, for the majority of history, right, of this country, as a white person, my people have been in power, right? So the things that they have been doing have been benefiting me. Mm-hmm. When you think about losing that power or losing those benefits that you may or may not see immediately, you think, well, I don't want to lose power to this person who has different thoughts or, or different priorities. So I think that they also see that as well. I mean, even though Hillary was white and whatever, but I think that they want to, they want to protect what they have, what they currently have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and obviously they used a lot of fear tactics to, to instill that thought behind fear these people. Fear of what? Um, just, yeah. I mean, change, just different cultures. I mean, so you know, if you don't fear want to, of immigrants, yeah, I mean, if you don't Fear understand anybody you know, that's not white, basically. Yeah, I mean, regardless of where the immigrants are right. are coming from, right? Mexico, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Africa, the Middle East, I mean, wherever the hell they're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't understand it, then it's kind of scary to you and you want to protect, you know, what you perceive as your current happy life. So, so, so you saying you understand it from that part of that point of view? I could see how they could think that, use that as their reasoning, mm-hmm. if they even think that they have that reasoning. I mean, I'm sure that's, you know, subconscious yeah. with a lot of those people, but still. I mean, the country's a vastly different place in middle America or the southeast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of different thought processes, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. He just capitalized on those people's fear. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's fear or if it's a... I don't know. I can't call it, bro. Is that what you think? It's just fear? It's fear via ignorance, I think. So my my thing, I I never understood um, why. Why do white people fear non like we I don't think black people fear white people. And I'll go ahead and say that for I don't I don't think we fear you guys. But for some reason it seems like and I you don't have to answer for the whole race but like from your from people that you know that you interacted with cuz I haven't grown up around a lot of white people and been close friends with a lot of white people. So I don't I don't know. Right. Um I don't I don't understand, you know, why white people in rural America that don't like they don't interact with black people. They don't interact with these people that Trump are banning from these countries. Like the people from those countries do not go to Iowa or go to Nebraska and be like, I'm going to take your coal mining job. Like they're going to San Francisco. They're going they're going to the coast and they're getting technology jobs and they're teaching in universities like they don't even they're not even a threat to these people in middle America. So you're asking. So where so where why do why do white people fear people that aren't white? I think it would be a, an easier answer or an easier question for me to answer if we specifically talked about white and black. Because I know that even though, I mean, I just told so you. What, so why do white people fear black people? I see. It's a tough. It's tough to answer. But like, if you if you take my raising into consideration, right? I told sure. you yeah. I grew up with just my mom, and she was very, you know, open to different things. Mm-hmm. But I still, for whatever reason, and I don't really have a good answer for it. Like my favorite aunt lived in the city of Buffalo, right? I loved going over to her house, Mm -hmm. but I was terrified to sleep over at her Mm -hmm. house in the city. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like this predisposed fear, but you don't know why, because it's different. Mm -hmm. But like as a young kid, you don't really, you know, even though I was around good people who, who didn't judge others and things like that, I still kind of feared it because I didn't have like, uh, uh, you know, a best friend that was black at the time and I could go over to his family's house and like see how they lived and like understand it on a, on a, you know, like face to face experience. Mm-hmm. So I was still scared mm-hmm. as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, still yeah. scared as a kid, if I was walking down the street in the city of Buffalo and I saw some dude who was, you know, dressed in, you know, urban style clothing or whatever that like I wasn't used to or whatever, like kind of walking mm-hmm. around like a gangster, like I would be like, I would assume Mm-hmm. you know like oh shit like i'm in a bad area of town like this is probably a bad dude you know what i mean but it's all about like where you're the environment that you're in as well too you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't be afraid of walking by like someone dressed like that or whatever like if i was on a university campus 
it's it's so there's a lot that goes into it mm-hmm. i guess but i mean lack of understanding i think is probably the largest reason yeah but and it's a numbers game too, because like at the same time, like if I, a similar situation, I'm in a bad area of the city, and there's someone who's, you know, dressed in the same manner or whatever, but it's a white dude, and he's just acting all tough and stuff like that. Like I'm not trying to like necessarily interact with that person either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so it's it's tough to say like how much of it is skin color, how much is is, is environment, and how much of it is like the manner in which they display themselves or present themselves. Mm-hmm. So that was like, I think that was a conversation that I had with you, Josh, about like when you get pulled over, right? And you're saying like, oh, they automatically asked you if you're on papers, <laughs> right? And like, so for me, like, I mean, I get it. Now I get it because, you know, I trust you guys. You tell me it is a certain way. I believe you. Like, I'm never going to be in that situation. So I'll never be able to know that, right? Mm-hmm. But how much of it is like, and this is not the same thing, but, you know, I would cruise around my my village, you know, of Williamsville in the suburbs mm-hmm. and... I, if I had one of my buddies who looked like a stoner, it was more frequent that I would get pulled over and they would search us for pot or whatever the situation is. You know, like if I'm cruising around with a bunny who's got short hair and wearing suit and tie or whatever, I get pulled over, they, nope, you're good to go. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. does race play a factor into it? Definitely, I think. Um, but it's also, I think the generalization of how certain people dress and how that also changes the perception of the police as well. So it's, there's a lot of different factors, I think. That's interesting. I, I was just at a, uh, my buddy's nonprofit organization. They had like this, their monthly gathering and they were, they were reading an article and part of the article was trying to say that it was talking about like Ferguson, you know, what happened with Mike Brown, all that type of stuff. And just, the relationship between the people of Ferguson and the police department. Mm-hmm. And the article was saying that what happens in Ferguson isn't necessarily a product of racism, the police being racist. What they were trying to say was that the system, like it was capitalism, right? So they're saying that the police system was designed there to be able to extract money from the people by pulling them over, giving them fix it tickets, you know, fines for whatever, whatever they could, you know, give them a ticket for Mm -hmm. because that brings in money for the city. And because the city doesn't have a lot of big business, they, they go after the people. So it wasn't about them being black. It was just that the city was poor and that they just target poor people. And there happened to be a lot of black people that were poor. So therefore it's not racist. It's just Cap- yeah, but there's a difference between what you're describing as capitalism through the the police department with mm-hmm. fix it tickets and speeding tickets and things like that, and then pulling them over and it being more of a criminal situation where there's like a pursuit or they're quicker to pull their guns or whatever the situation is. You know, like it's one right. thing to give people tickets and you know you see the city of Detroit like everyone complaining they're giving out all these parking tickets or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and they're just trying to get more money from the people who can't afford it. Yep, that that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then the crim like when you talk about larger crimes, I think that's a quite different scenario. When you say larger crimes, what, what do you mean exactly? Um, I mean just I mean, not moving violations in your vehicle, like maybe drug possession or or, mm-hmm. or you know, just certain things like that. Mm-hmm. Armed robbery, I mean, just a 
various crimes that are not moving violations. I mean, there's a yeah. clear distinction between those. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't agree with the article. I, I felt like racism still plays a part, you know, regardless of, you know, it's 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 a flawed system and it's flawed view of, of how capitalism is working in America or whatever. Race still plays a part as far as people being targeted and people being killed at a disproportionate rate and being incarcerated at a higher rate. You know, that was my takeaway from it. But Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a product of the system as well. Like, do I think that... I'm trying to think of a really good example. Like, uh, you know when you get a job and it's new and you don't mind doing all the different tasks or whatever, but then there's certain people at that job that you tend to despise, right? Like, if you... Um, like, for me, it was, you know, when we worked at this nameless company, right? There was a mm-hmm. certain type of lead that would come in, which is a certain person who <laughs> generally didn't care about stuff, had a lot of stuff on their record, whatever, mm-hmm. wasn't very educated, and, mm-hmm. and didn't convert very frequently. I mean, right. they, they were difficult to, to talk to because they didn't care or respect what you were saying. So, like, those people, not that I dislike poor people or, who you know, however you want to describe those type of leads, uneducated people... It's just that because it was part of my job and it was making my job more miserable at that aspect of my job that I ended up reacting in certain ways or had thoughts about those people after I had those phone conversations. So part of me thinks that like even if I were to become a police, not I don't want to use me as an example, you use someone who's educated, culturally aware or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you put them in these situations where they're constantly dealing with poor people and in certain cities they may be majority african-american or whatever the situation Mm -hmm. then you might be like oh here we go again and then you start generalizing because that's part of your job and that and those people start making your job more difficult so you start making subconscious decisions that you shouldn't be making Mm -hmm. you know unless you have like corrective training so i think that that's a factor as well you know not all these cops are just uneducated racist people i think that their job puts a lot of stress on them and and puts them in frequent situations that they now start generalizing and doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing and it's not being corrected you know what i mean part i'm not asking the, you agree with me no I'm no, just no, saying no. i i get the subconscious part of it but then when you get to the the statistics and the outcomes like you know Black people get the trigger pulled quick, right? That same white officer will have all the patience with the white person, right? I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm just no, saying but, that. Uh, but what I'm saying is like it's it's not like you can't be professional. Like on the phone, you're still professional with that type of lead. You're still going through your same process with that type of lead. You might skip a few steps, but you're not going to egregiously just flub the call. You know what I mean? Well, you shouldn't. I mean, after, I mean, after, <laughs> you know, I mean, after years, maybe that changes. You know what I mean? Like if, if that police job's all you have and you have nothing, you know what I mean? And you, and you have to stick with that job or whatever. And then that job promotes, you know, whether it's your coworkers or, or the system that it's in promotes mm-hmm. racist decision-making. So you're, so that means you will be complicit as a racist police officer. <laughs> that's why I said I'm not using myself as an example. Well, just whoever these. So, so I mean, you're just I, I think that there are some people that are that are weak-minded in the sense that that can be affected by that. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Even if they're like good prior to getting that position, they're good people or whatever. Like mm-hmm. jobs can change you. You know, you become a correctional officer. Like you're gonna be a tougher motherfucker than you were before your corrections officer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that the job can definitely change. At least how you act 
on the job, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. You know what I mean? I've never been a police officer. I never will be a police officer. I mean, I don't know too many of them. I mean, that's just kind of how I rationalize it in my head, I suppose. But No, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, you you really wouldn't know how you would react until you get in that position. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So all we can do is... You know, just like just like that thing that happened on the on the Max. You know, that guy was uh, giving that oh. Muslim girl shit or whatever. Yeah. Right, and then like some, you know, a couple, like three white dudes or whatever, like stood up to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I was sitting on that train and that guy was just like verbally abusing that girl, and like I knew that he had a knife. Well, like, nobody we, knew it. Well, okay, but let's say that I didn't know he had, he had a knife, just for the sake of argument. Yeah. Would I have done anything? Mm, I would probably give it... a pretty deep thought like mm-hmm. do i want to get stabbed or is she just going to get verbally abused like what's better her getting verbally abused or like me getting stabbed right mm-hmm. that's if i knew hater knife if it i don't know like it's so tough to say unless you're in that situation because you know like the maybe the adrenaline's going through you and you're just like getting worked up like it's really tough to say mm-hmm. as to what you would do in the situation yeah well they nobody knew that he had a knife so that's why they <laughs> you know what i mean they approached him like it's, it's going to take a very... Like, if you knew he had a knife, you were, you were ready to fight. But they weren't ready to fight. They were just trying to stop him from harassing a girl. If you know I, I mean? But the one thing I would say is if I was in that same situation and mm-hmm. this guy's being a huge asshole, right, and he's mm-hmm. being aggressive, mm-hmm. I know that if, if I say something to him, there's a, definitely a possibility that a physical altercation happens, whether there's a knife involved or not, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I have to think, okay, if I get into a physical altercation with this guy, can I fuck him up? Right? Or can other people help me fuck them up? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you have to not be dumb enough to be like, you know, if you're like five foot eight, 120 pounds, you're not going to go mouthing off to some dude who's three times the size of you. And if you get beat up or you get stabbed or something, like, be like, oh, I wasn't seeing that coming. Mm-hmm. You have to know that that's a realistic possibility, especially with a stranger. You have to consider all possibilities. I don't know. I don't think it was that deep. I think if it was that deep, I don't think three people would have stepped to him like that. I think that they just... Did they they, that? Yeah. Yeah, two, two, of, them two died, of them died, one and the other survived. one got real messed up. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to confront a random stranger who's being aggressive, like you have to think that that's a possibility. Well, it wasn't like he was fighting the girl. He was just, you know, just talking bad to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just hara- verbally harassing her. So, yeah, it, like I said, it's tough to say if you're not in the situation. It is, so. it is very tough. The guy that was in custody now, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he I'm got, pretty sure he got... Tra- I mean, you can't... You have a whole bus... Or yeah, he's, he's done. He witnesses. killed two people, yeah. attempted murder on somebody else. It's over for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, like, shouting crazy shit All of in, that. The, All of in that. the courtroom, like, just saying racist shit. Like, you know, he's just crazy. Yeah. Well, so. You gotta pick your poison sometimes, you know, but... Yeah, personally, like, I, you know, going back to kind of what you asked me before, people saying, maybe this makes me a bad person, but, you know, people saying shitty things in public or whatever, like, I generally mind my own business, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I tend to just no, I'm not, not saying, like, generally, like, people that you move know. On. You know what I mean? Which is safe. I mean, that's a rule of thumb. I, I don't really, I, I wouldn't, I, there's no reason to be upset about that. I, I tend to, like, I'm more curious about, like, what you said initially when you said when you were coming up, you naturally had just this unexplainable fear for people that you know you just didn't spend much time with. is that something and I'm just curious I know that you can't speak for all white people but from where you came from is it would you say that's a commonality amongst people that you grew up with or is this just your unique experience going from the big city to where you're from and, and back and forth um, I think that if anyone 
from my upbringing had a different opinion on it that they would be lying about it. Okay. I really honestly think that, because I'm pretty open with talking about race and like just being an open book in terms of my yeah. feelings on it, whether I'm saying something that's ignorant that I don't realize and then people correct me or whatever the situation is, like I'm not too worried about speaking what I think on it. And I'm pretty firm be- believer in the fact that most white people, I think, probably have a subconscious fear. And where do you feel like that stems from? Do you think it's all like media related or? I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, because it's unfamiliar. I guess I never really thought about it being media related, but I guess like as a young kid, if you're watching the news and the majority of the crimes are happening in the inner city and the majority of the people that live in the inner city are people who are poor and don't have the same access to education. And those people end up, depending on what city you're in, you know, being in Buffalo were a lot of African-Americans that maybe that did affect me. Maybe, I guess. Um, but I also thought that there was a, when I was younger, thought that there was a clear difference between a poor black person and somebody who was black that was going to the same school as me or lived in the same neighborhood as me or something like that, just because of the education factor of like, and so I didn't necessarily fear those people as much. So I, I mean, it's tough. It's complicated, I guess. But you would, but, but it would like be a, a natural, like a poor white person was like, yeah. But a poor black person is like, oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's about to happen? I don't know. I guess, like, I guess I perceive them as being, like, tougher and, mm-hmm. like, it sounds kind of messed up, but I, per- yeah, like, I I would rather fight a white person than a black person because I, like, am more afraid. Like, I feel like they're more capable of kicking my ass. Mm-hmm. I know that's a weird thing to say. I don't really have any basis for saying that, but, like, no, like I, I, but that's, I, that's, but that's a pretty common thought, though. Like, I just Honestly. always wonder where it stemmed from, you know, like where that's what I'm trying to figure out where it started. Like, you know, do all white people have this dream at five years old that a white per- that a black person just breaks in and, and tears everybody up? Like, what happened? <laughs> you know, like I want to know, like where where does it start? That like, oh my goodness, like I don't want to mess with those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe, like, maybe it's the like the gangster mentality that you see in black subculture. Maybe that maybe that's what it is. I mean, I know that there's white, you know, I guess, quote unquote, white gangsters or whatever, but like people don't take them as seriously and they get made fun of by black gang. You know what I mean? Like, I guess so it's the perception, I guess, a lot through maybe TV and media, I suppose. But I mean, as a minority, do you get that's the same reaction like when you see an Italian? Do you think they're like mafia or something like that? No, no. What about like a big Russian kid? Yeah, I mean, f- I guess foreign people in general <laughs> kind of scare me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a huge Russian dude would be like, oh shit, I'm not messing with that dude either, you know what I'm saying? Like if we're talking like or like the Klitschko's or whatever, you know, like there's no way that I'm messing with that. But um, yeah, I don't know why. But I know that that is a feeling that I have or have had and that there's no way that other people don't yeah, have that. If I feel that and I feel like I'm pretty culturally aware and like accepting, then that definitely... Most everyone else, I would think, feels that way. Yeah. Not that I'm speaking for the white race. No, but I mean, that, <laughs> but but like but like you said, like the people that are scared of change and just scared of other people, even though they don't come in contact with black people, these middle America people or these rural white areas, mm-hmm. it's like they're, you know, they have these, they have these thoughts and these opinions and these stereotypes that they continue to accept and don't, you know, they don't care to change it. Yeah, but how do you combat that? If I, if if like those thoughts come into my mind too, and I'm mm-hmm. someone who's educated and culturally aware, mm-hmm. 
and I can't explain why I've had those thoughts or like, so how do you combat that if I can't if, even if articulate can't why? Even do it, yeah. yeah. So then how you can, I mean, you could say, oh, those people are uneducated. Just, you know, get them educated and then no. they'll see that everyone's equal. That's the, that's the question because it, it, it comes from, it's like, it's like passed down. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just trying to. I mean, it must, be it, from out, the, it must be from the media and just culture in general. Touching mm-hmm. on the media, I mean, growing up, at looking the way I do, I mean, I didn't see a lot of kids that looked like me on TV. Right. And that's just me being so young. I mean, that's just coming from me, let alone people back then. Um, so just being familiar with everything in the media, like, you're not seeing life from a black family, or if you are, it's a poor black family. You know, there wasn't really a lot of you know, diverse culture displayed in the media. So now that, you know, to the, to the, I can't say the year, 2017 rolls around, we have, you know, different commercials, we have different TV shows, we have all that different stuff. I mean, people still aren't accepting it because it's so new, but it's, it's a little more open just like I mean, we're we're yeah no, it's it's good. It's, not there yet. it's good that they're incorporating it, but I'll be completely honest with you. Like, um, and I know some other people that I'm pretty close friends with. When there when there's an advertisement for uh, let's say a show like like Empire or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's all like it's an all black cast, right? Mm-hmm. For me, and the reason why Hollywood or the media in general was afraid to have shows like that is because when I see that. My interest level in watching that show is near zero, right? Is that it's not because like I'm not racist, but I like you don't th- it doesn't you interest. Like yeah, I don't relate to it. It doesn't interest me. You know what I'm saying? So if the majority of America's white and they put out that, then they know okay, well, if people like me think that way, then they're gonna have bad ratings and then they're gonna waste all this money or whatever. So I get it from like a financial aspect, but like that that's definitely true. I mean, if if they start incorporating that and it's more normal for kids to see you know, TV shows like Boy Meets World and there's like a black kid, an Asian kid, you know, Mexican kid or whatever, and they all see them acting the same way, then that would probably help them perceive everyone as being equal. But like people in the in the Midwest and so forth, they don't really get that because they watch the same things. They Yeah, there's no the way anyone from the Midwest is going to watch Empire. Or like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a 0% chance of that happening. Ah, I would beg to differ. Come on, man. Like, I would, I would beg to differ. You think they're leaving the Trump rally to go watch Empire? Like, <laughs> and I haven't seen Empire throw that out there, so I don't even know what the show's about. I haven't But you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. I don't watch either, but I, I get what you're saying. So not, not even black people watch it. So maybe <laughs> hey, I'll watch it. <laughs> Damn it, I'll watch it. Okay, I haven't watched it lately, but I used to watch it. In the black community, too, there's just this thing like you can't watch Empire and Power. With it. That's the show with 50 cents on Yeah. I watch Power, so I can't watch your fire. Like, oh, man. Like, you got to be on this side or that side. Yeah, man. Cra- the crab in the bucket mentality has to go in, in 2018, man. But yeah, I mean, think about how often. There can be more than one. Bro. How often do people watch TV? They're on their phones. Like, whatever the situation is. Like, that's the majority of the information that you get in. Right? I mean, like, the majority of these kids now are having more interactions with, like, their cell phones or TV or, or movies or whatever than they are actually having, like, face-to-face conversations with people of other race mm-hmm. so that that's the best way that they can per- try to get some sort of understanding mm-hmm. of the cultural differences what's what's your idea on race i mean do you uh do you just kind of have like do you have an idea where like you know races it, it is what it is you know these people are these people and and i am who i am and this stuff is just never going to change or do you think there's ever going to be any type of 
reconciliation oh. among the groups in America? I mean, I think that's tough because there's a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions on it. And unless everyone's kind of on the same page, it'll be difficult for everyone to get over it and to move on. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, when they talk to you about not being racist or whatever, they're like, okay, well, it's a generational thing. So if you guys learn not to do it, then your kids will not do it. And then, you know, like, so there'll be less and less racist people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I truly believe that as a kid, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn, you know, you make sure someone's not racist, then their kids aren't going to be racist. And eventually all the racists will be gone. Don't. You know, like all, mm-hmm. all the old people are the racists, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I think it's going to, but take that hasn't, I keep on thinking they're going to die out, but then I just see this new, you know, wave of, I don't know. I don't it's it's not. I don't, in my opinion, it's not going to die out just with the people. Yeah. Do you think that there's less racism now in cities? I mean, I understand the racism in rural America because we were just talking about that. It's a lack of interactions or understanding or whatever the situation is. So you can't necessarily. It's not as easy to get them out of it. But do you think that there's less visual racism in cities? No. It depends the on the city, I would think. Because if you go to, like, New York, they still have some kind of separation. Whereas if you go to Seattle, like, everybody is just everybody. And you ignore people regardless. Like, you just do what you're doing. and. Well, what about in Portland? <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't really yeah. think about race that much in Portland. Because Portland's well, so fucking white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, you don't, you don't you have to do things on the news like, oh, this neighborhood got, got gentrified or whatever. And they're doing this program to try to get these people back in their neighborhoods. And I'm... I mean, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. I grew up here. So, so, so uh, you say so you only been here for three years, so you don't know what like you know what's taking place and the yeah. I mean, I don't changes. know the history. Of, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, but did, but are, so you're saying? Do you think racism has gone down over the years? In, in I mean, I don't know if that's because I'm being made to believe it, but I, I, at the same time, I can't all. I don't have. First hand, yeah, I feel you. No, situations I mean, with it, you know what and, I'm saying? My, oh, you know, everyone looks happy. You know, we, we all got the same bathrooms. Like they're not in their own bathrooms anymore. You know, like it all seems fine to me. But I'm not the one getting pulled over asking if I'm on papers. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, then that obviously gives you a negative. Per, you know what I mean? Like that pisses you off, and you're like, oh fuck that cop, and then and then you just start thinking negatively, and then you start seeing more and more of what just happened to you happening to other people. But that doesn't happen to me, so I'm not in that situation. Yeah, I, in my experience in my my opinion i don't think racism has gone down i think it's just changed it's, it's taken different forms it's gotten more sophisticated you know but it but it hasn't gone away um what, what do you think bro i mean i would tend to agree i think it's more I don't, it's always been systematic but i think it's it's a lot more subtle now like there's mm-hmm. certain things that just well, like before trump were less acceptable to say but even still People aren't going to be as blunt and as bold as they would have been way back in, like, during civil rights rallies and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's definitely still very prevalent. I think people have a natural inkling to want to root for people to look like them, mm-hmm. and since we're the minority... <laughs> you you know what I think? That's kind of this, this is what's happened. We had a black president. People, exactly. Proof. Exactly. Boom. So people think that... People think that we're in a post-racial society because we had a black president. People think that they're not racist... Because they voted for Barack or, you know, they go to a Lil Wayne concert or, you know what I mean? Like, there there are certain things that people check on their list. Oh, I listen to hip hop. I'm not racist. I like Chance the Rapper. I like Chance the Rapper. I went, to, I went to three Chance the Rapper concerts. I'm not racist. So people think that they're not racist, 
but even though they still hold on to those same stereotypes, which is subconscious, right? Like, oh you're not, you're not actively, you are, you aren't actively like thinking like, all like I like I hate these people, Boy, but you have subconsciously like you have things running on in 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 the background, just like triggers that you've been taught, and you've and you've been you've been um, basically force fed these images and these narratives through the media. Mm-hmm. Now it's in your mind. And it's just operating without you thinking about it, you know? So it's just, it happens. But I want to, like, I, 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 I mean, how broad of a view do you have on racism? You think it's racist to be a little weary about something you're unfamiliar with? or That's, like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What is What, what makes you racist? Like, at what level? At what level? Because what, I see what you're saying. And obviously, you know, being able to relate to all the same things, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then there's that person who's just just they they hate anyone who doesn't look like them they just they know they're racist and they don't care or they think they're still a good person but they know that they're never going to back up somebody who's going through something if they don't look like them you know what i mean like there's different like did you have to like hate like you have to have hate for these people to be racist no 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 i don't think, not at all i don't think no but to but to believe like or to operate on based upon stereotypes but everyone does that as a natural human being like you, whether it's because of race or if it's because of money or whatever, like people are naturally going to group people together and come up with generalizations to better understand things. No, that's lazy. I think that's, that's not just, better that's understanding. Like that's are, pure laziness. I think human beings are naturally tribal. No, you, we are. There's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the fact that they're tribal already shows that they like to put people in groups mm-hmm. and generalize things. So, like, I always like to use the example of, like, England because every, pretty much everyone's white. I mean, you have a lot of Indian people and you do have black people there, but the majority is still white in that mm-hmm. country, right? Mm-hmm. And you have people in Liverpool who hate people from Manchester, and it's, like, a 40-minute train ride, and it's just because they're so goddamn tribal, like, mm-hmm. as a people. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they have a little bit of a different accent. They're like, oh, fucking Scouser or whatever. You know, like, we can grow up, like, 40 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like... That's like you guys hating people from Seattle. It's like, how are they any different? Like, it's pretty similar. You know well, what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, there's sports teams is one thing. You know what I mean? Like, you say, oh, all, all Philly fans are like, how, much, how, of how shit much time or, you got, bro? I can tell you so many. No, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? So, you grew up there. That's fine. She grew up there. That makes sense. She's got an excuse. It's not like I was born here. It was like, oh no, I really love Seahawks. Right. So you you have all the passes like I was there. Yeah, nah, you good with me for real. <laughs> now nah, these you don't want to cause no tension. I'm just nah, it's all good. That's the only reason you said something. You want to cause. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I just think people are tribal in general. Doesn't yeah. matter what race they are. I mean, people are tribal, man. I mean, you look at Africa. There's tr- literally tri- I mean, oh yeah, tribes of people fighting people. There's tribes of people in in India that are. I think when your quote unquote racism is based on like fear, like I'm scared of these people. I think it's more just because of lack of information or just lack of enough encounters with people, you know, to combat these negative, you know, ideas you have about people. Because I know every time a police officer behind me, I get nervous. Like it's not race based. Though. It's just everything legit. <laughs> what if it was a black fear? cop? Then you then you would I have no fears. Know. Like I see the red, white. I just see the thing on top. I'm nervous. Okay, I'm assuming there's a, me too. There's a temperature. I did something wrong. Uh, well, yeah, but like. Even I'm talking about before the sirens go off, like before the things are like when I just notice, like first of all, like when you're black, you have this this power that you can notice a cop from like miles away. This like, is true. Like I like from three or four intersections, I see like I'm already like 
doing the detour routes to <laughs> to go. Hey, I'd I be nervous if I see if I if I see certain headlights, <laughs> exactly. like uh the uh what is it the the, the Mercury works. the Mercury Sable joints or the the Ford Vic, the Crown Sable. no no, no. The, the, yeah Mercury Sables and, and Crown Vicks bro. Yes. Anytime I see a Crown Vic behind me, bro, I think it's police. I'd be super nervous. Yeah, like heart is racing, you know what yeah. I mean? And it may just be a regular person, but yeah. and, and I'm not I can't say that every single cop is trying to shoot an unarmed black man, but like you see enough of it that. This you know what's a possibility. One. It's it's a very you know it's it's yeah. it's not far fetched. You feel know I me? Mean? Like well, I get pulled over now. Like I'm super nervous. Like when they're still in the car, like I already put my wallet out, put it on the dash. I want to reach in my pocket for anything. You know what I mean? Like my hands are up when they come. Like I'm extra. They might think I'm like trying to taunt them, but I'm like, yo, like you're not gonna have any excuse. <laughs> this is gonna look like cold blooded murder if <laughs> you do anything to me. Even if it was cold blooded murder, they won't, they won't get <laughs> exactly. prosecuted. Which like, then do you do you have that? Do you have that same? Not sympathy, but do you have that same understanding for a white lady who, who, when she sees a black guy on the street in the city, I can, changes the side of her person? I can understand it unless she's been attacked by a black person. But if she's seen it, yeah, where so it's, it's the same thing he's saying. That's you see saying. it, on, you I, see it on the media. So therefore, so therefore, black people should be fearful of white people like crazy because we've seen what they've done to us for years and years and years. Like, and years. That, like colonizing the whole yeah. world and enslaving black people. And Jim Crow South, like we yeah, should, so we should be scared of y'all. You're saying that you don't, you're not scared of white people. Hell no. But you're scared of cops because they have power. Because they have guns and they have power and they have all the law. But, I'm, but I'm don't not, white I'm people not, have all guns. the power too? With with that, like, but, but not like in the physical. Like, but not only yeah, I got guns. They have the power systematically. <laughs> <laughs> but but she, but like but but, but man to man without any weapons, I'm not scared of white people that come around in contact. Like I'm not, I'm never scared. I live in Portland, Oregon, bro. Like, if I was scared, like, it would be a problem because I'm surrounded by white people. I grew up here. You know what I mean? Or no matter where and I go. I'm here, like, pretty soft, so there's like, but, not that much. <laughs> but still, like, I, I think in general, bro, I don't think black people are just inherently scared of white people, even though we have so many reasons to be fearful of you guys because of how you react. So then what's your explanation for that not being the case? Because I'm telling I don't you, know. Right, I'm telling you as an educated person, mm-hmm. right, who is raised by a good family that I was whether it was subconscious or ever afraid of black people Mm -hmm. right yeah but I don't know why right there's no one situation I didn't get robbed or there wasn't something that happened right Mm -hmm. but you just magically you're just not afraid of any other like it's not magic well it could be black black boy magic oh but what do you mean is it's so you're not inherently afraid of anything you should be no I'm not here like because as black people we're still the minority you know what I mean like we're still the the. it's different when you're like the majority like you, you're I don't want to put it like this but like white people are common you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's like how like how can I if you look at it from a sports aspect like anybody who's left handed is kind of a you know anomaly like you don't see it as much like right. oh today I have to I have to bat against a left handed pitcher I don't see that often you know what I mean so why are you not afraid of like Indian people then they're a minority too because you don't see them doing like Crazy shit on TV. Well, no, I, I never, I never claim to be afraid of another minority. I'm saying you. I thought you were asking how come black people aren't afraid of white people the same way white people are. Afraid well, yeah, because you're people. saying they're common. Yeah, they're common. There's so many of them. So like, then I'm saying, common. why are you not afraid of someone who's not as common, like an Indian person or an Asian person or yeah, another minority? Yeah, the the the, the opposite. Yeah, there's, not, there's not these. <laughs> there's not like I don't feel like there's a lot of things, stereotypes, or things perpetuated in the media of them being this. They're not made out by the media and by mainstream media to be these killers or the things that, that we should be afraid of. 
Yeah. Well, they are made out to be so like, like they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna blow you up. That's why, well, you know what I mean. The media talks about like Middle Eastern people. You maybe, see a turban maybe, like this a bomb under. Maybe it's you because know of the fact that, I, that since I am a minority and I know how, like the lies the media state like stouts against myself, but I'm a little less apt to believe what you know the media has to say about other people that I don't know. I'm enough, I'm de- I'm like it's enough for me to just deal with my own problems here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. want to talk bad or down this person or this group, whatever. Like I have hard enough on my own. Like, we have enough obstacles. I'm not really thinking about somebody else and their hardships. Like, what more can happen to us? We've been taken from another country and built this whole country uh, off of slavery and all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, th- there's nothing really more that can, that, that's the way I look at it. That's, I don't really, there's no reason left for us to walk around being afraid of white people, like, physically. Now, police, that's a whole different thing. Like, I said, they got guns and they, there's anything they, they do. Got they got protection, bro. That badge is protection. They can you know do whatever I mean? they want yeah, like, and I not be prosecuted. Like, like, I know if I go, like, to a bar, like, if there's a certain bar that it looks suspect, I'm not going. But if, I, if there's a white person in the bar that wants to start something and we end up scrapping, that's fair game. We can do what we have to do. But with a police officer, I'm 10 times as scared because I can't even defend myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's illegal for me to... He can kill me legally, and it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why to a certain know. extent, but yeah, yeah not to a certain extent. extent. Well, they don't. Yeah, they they don't mean, get charged I for mean, murder, bro. I mean, yeah. <laughs> unless they're off duty, they're yeah. not getting charged for murder. No, I get what you're saying. He's, you know what I mean? So that's that's where the fear comes in. But like for me, like I don't. I just never really understood the fear on the other way around because it's not like. I mean, it must be from the media. Then I mean, it sounds like we've ruled out several other things. I mean, I mean, again, I feel like I'd be a good example of trying to be, figure out why. Yeah, I mean, and I'm trying to put myself, like, in your shoes and other people's shoes, like, and think of the person who I didn't really see as much, like, I don't really know, I didn't know, like, a whole lot of Hispanic kids coming up or this and that, but there wasn't, like, this fear when I met them, you know, and I don't even understand, I don't know why it would be the other way around, but they weren't fearful of me either, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, so I feel like minorities all have, like... Do you think it has anything to do with, like, the contrast of how different black is from Asian versus white or something like that, that it's so visually different that you're more aware of how different it is maybe like subconsciously or something i don't know i mean i'm just i'm just on a tribal basis yeah 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 i'm like a very primitive sort of i don't know i mean sometimes you need to like really dumb down your thinking so like all these things are a little bit different but this is like the opposite of me yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) dark and like darkness is is perceived as I don't know. Like you, you sometimes you just as need to bad, like as bad as scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But as I mean, negative. I'm not saying this is how unfortunate. I feel whatever, but sometimes that? I just try to really think of like how people come up with these thoughts without actually thinking about things. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I think it's things that we've just been taught. Like you ever, I don't know. Like sometimes you like subconsciously you'll know like a melody that you've heard that you know don't even know that you've heard, but when you hear it again, you get deja vu. Like, little things. You see things all the time. Like, you know, how many times you turn on the news and they're showing you some other wanted picture of, you know, some black man they say you need to be afraid of. Like, all that stuff, I think, piles up in people's minds and you feel like you need to be scared when you see certain people. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't think that there's any one incident that most white people can point to and say, that made me scared of black people. But it's just a lifetime of living in a country dominated by white people where white people get to decide what's going to be fed to us. Yeah. but why is it bl- why is it black people that are getting the short end of the stick? Why is it not Mexican people or Asian people or whatever? Like, is it just the fact that there's al- there's already been this reinforcement? We were the biggest minority. We were the first minority. We were the chosen minority. <laughs> no, we we get the short end of the stick because we don't have a big brother. That too. 
So we don't we don't have a country that we can go back to and be like, hey, they're picking on me. I need you to come through. I need help. If the Chinese are getting messed with, they can go to the Chinese government like, hey, uh, Xiao Young, whatever your name is. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was bad. That was very bad. Xiao Young? I don't know what the Chinese uh-huh. emperor's name is, but uh, or president or whatever I do right now. Uh, man, that was so ignorant. But uh, anyways, they can go back home and be like, hey, bro, you, you see what's going on? You going to allow this to happen? Awesome. And they have an actual army that can fight or they have people that can negotiate I'm on their behalf. Amer- I'm talking about American citizens. No, listen, so listen, like, listen. So yeah, they are a citizen. They still so, have that cultural reference. They, they, so, they, so, so, so they have a big brother. They have a, mil- they have a country. They have a military that they're connected with that if something happens... That country will be provoked to act. Blacks in America, You're we don't, like we don't even we know where we're like, from. If we started like fucking with the Chinese, like all Chinese people, like put them in turn, in, put them in internment camps again, then the Chinese would come fuck with us. With us. They could if if they wanted to. Is they they actually with Japan? <laughs> <laughs> like like if if they wanted to, if they wanted sure to wage come, war I'm against sure America, Japanese in internment camps after they they, they, they did, they did. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is they have that capability of doing that. And they have like diplomatic relationships with these countries. They're doing business like it's bad business for them to be doing that for an extended period of time. Mm. Japanese, okay, boom. But China, like China, gives America a lot of money. We're we're in debt to them already. We can't be in debt to them and then treat their you know their countrymen like they treat black people. It's just it's not going to happen. It's bad business. Yeah, I see, kind of see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But just, like that's also because we're just seeing this black people here what you're talking about is like speaking against a Chinese person like they're that's their nationality that they have to protect now you know what I mean but but they but they still they can they go home yeah. like they have family that they go home to they have people in the high places that they can be connected with even you see what I'm saying though. even messes can go home I mean but the government thing like they, they can't just go home and be like, "Yo, they're." But so, 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 but what, what happens? But but what happens to Mexicans? They get deported. You can't deport black people because nobody knows where they're from. They're not citizens of Ghana, or we're not citizens. We don't have any citizen. Like we didn't come here. We didn't immigrate. We were stolen. So people that immigrate over here, they can get sent back. If you violate something, or you have you got a felony, or you did too many things, like I know somebody does. That was uh, one of somebody that we work with, their friends, got deported back to the Philippines because he got too many drug charges. And they was like, you're gone. You're never coming back to America. So with, a, with black people, they'll just put you in jail forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're from whatever country and you're, you immigrated I mean, over I mean, I, I'm not really following you because it's tough to, you know, you're, we're talking about citizens versus people who are on green cards or something. like. So what I'm saying is citizens, black, black people, we get treated the way that we, we do because we're, we, we're not wanted. Right, like we were brought here for labor. We weren't brought here because white people loved Africans. We were brought here as property, mm-hmm. and now they have to treat us as people because their constitution says so. Right, mm-hmm. and so now you treat these unwanted people like the redheaded stepchild, and you just hope they go away. And if they don't go away, so I'm still going to treat you like trash because I don't want you here, and I can't send you back. I can't take you back to the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I bought you and you're here and now I gotta I gotta play with you. You know what I mean? I gotta I gotta live with you. 
and I, so that's why and so that's why we get treated like trash because they don't want we were never wanted here and we but i do want to like maybe just as an experiment someday just you know what i mean like if somebody can do a really really good job of white facing my whole body just like for like a few days and see like if my experience like in white chicks well yeah but like in a way that's realistic <laughs> in a way that's realistic i took them to hair they have to do something they have to you know get it slick they won't have to do that much work but <laughs> a, a, a little bit. I say you, you pretty close, my brother. <laughs> see that that eighty percent. It allows you. <laughs> now, I want just to see if the experience would be different. You know, get pulled over, see if the officer is a little more kind, see if the officer, you know, just gives me directions and tells me, you know, have a nice day or that sort of. I want to see like, or even if I get pulled over at all. You know what I mean? Or or the other way around. If there's a, a white person that be willing to go in and. And do the opposite. Well, I mean, there's been stuff that's been done like that. Yeah, but whenever it's on social media, like, it's not. Like, even before social media, there's like 20, 20, 60 minutes. One day as a black man. <laughs> I was I was appalled. I just, I didn't get the service that I wanted. And, <laughs> you know, I, I waited, I waited 20 minutes to put in my order at Applebee's. I was just, you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, bro, one day, it's never going to be. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's, it's just, you know, I don't know. I don't think people will ever really have. I don't think any people really ever have real empathy, you know, until they have to experience somebody else's shoes. Like, yeah, and it's never gonna fully happen. It's never gonna fully happen. Yeah. You know I mean, like, and I try and be empathetic too, even to like the white person who says, you know, like the lady who holds her purse a little tighter when she sees me. Like, I try and understand that, you know, she was taught that, you know, maybe she didn't have any, you know, but it is what it is. I think as long as you don't have this dislike for somebody just because it don't look like you then you're not doing too bad but <laughs> yeah I don't know it's a complicated topic it's very complicated <laughs> it's the worst part that like there's there's not really like a solution I don't know I apparently my opinion is val- invalid but I, I think that racism is less prevalent today than it was 30 years ago like to you personally or just like just from what you see yeah I mean not not to say because there's laws saying you know oh you gotta interview a black coach for my football team before you can hire any like you have to at least interview one black dude like okay whether or not that's a law like that that still gets rid of the problem of them not interview like if they're still racist and they're not going to hire a black person at least they're going to be forced to interact and have an interview with them and speak to them face to face then not have that interaction it doesn't you know what I mean? so I feel racism like, though all it does is force you to do something that you don't want to do so if you still don't want to do it what what good does it do yeah but what how much better can you do how much better can you do i don't know i'm a that makes you hire <laughs> you you don't well you, you can't like make them hire someone. Well, they got affirmative action. I mean, you can yeah, but you can't like force someone to. I don't know. I know what you mean. Though. I get what you mean. What the heck is it? Oh, people coming from. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Not good. <laughs> Sorry. No, I know what you mean though. But it's like, what else can you do aside from like try to educate people and try to put those laws in place and try to, you know, like. Do you have, is it reparations? Is that what it is that's going to make things better? Like, yeah. I mean, reparations. I mean, Dave Chappelle did, did the skin on it. You give certain people reparations. I'm not saying like everyone, but like, you give someone a big lump of money, 
that's not going to make things better. They're going to go out and, blow, you know, some people are going to go out and blow it. Some people are going to invest to put themselves in a better situation. First, Dave Chappelle's intent with that was to make people laugh, you know. Obviously, but I think that is has some truth to it to a certain extent. I hear what you're saying, but um, when you're dealing with reparations, I feel like that's something that goes back so far and it's way deeper than Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I feel what you mean, though. I feel what you mean. Yeah, there's different people have different experiences. Some people will blow it, some people will do what's necessary with it, but. I don't even really like talking about reparations because it's, never, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so, let's be realistic. Like, it's not even so. It's not even a thing. If reparations happened, I think, I think um, the the ruling majority or the ruling minority, they know what would happen. Gentrification. No, not 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 gentrification. I think they're they're scared of an equal playing field. Like Ch- Chappelle stuff was all fun and jokes. Um, there, there will be a few certain type of lead people that we get at our, at our job, our old job, that will that will do that. Right. But there's also going to be people that's going to put it to good use because they haven't, they've never had a fair shot. They've had mm-hmm. four four hundred years of of being held down. Yeah, but how many of those people are going to know how to wisely use that money? You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you use people so, so going into the NFL as an example, right? These people who were never really, I mean, whether or not they went to college is a different, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, they went to college, but did they actually? But why, why, why does it matter your perception of what people are going to do, how wise? If they are owed some money, shouldn't they be entitled yeah, but to how, that money? Yeah, yeah. Th- I'm not arguing that fact. I'm just arguing of how is that going to change? Okay, so you give someone $20,000, right? Oh, this is because we enslaved your great grandparents or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be make them like, oh yeah, I'm totally cool now? No, but like, it's you know, let me shake your hand. We're good. Like, always gonna no? give them an opportunity that you know, there is some kind of way to honor the people that paved the way for them. That you know, but that if if, if that money that twenty thousand dollars is a down payment on the house, so now you have. However many millions of yeah, African Americans, wisely. but I'm just saying, if if there's a hundred, how, how many million black people are in America? I don't know. Let's say there's 25 million. Right, it's probably more, but let's say there's 25 million. If 10 million black people are homeowners in the next 12 months, that changes a lot. Yeah, yeah, that um, that changes a lot. Now you have people being able to live where they want to live and not be displaced. Mm-hmm. You have people that want to start a business but they just don't have the capital because they don't have generational wealth being passed down to them like other people have you know what i mean like there's certain like that all that stuff cap it all counts and it all matters and it all helps it's not like white people want to give it up why don't why don't they want to give it up i mean they, where's they the give, money going to come from i mean the, you know, end this from the from the budget this, from the budget they, they give jerusalem or israel or whatever they give them Millions upon millions of dollars. Why are we giving the Jews money when we could be giving the blacks money? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. They get hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Well, the Holocaust happened not too we long ago. That? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Shouldn't yeah. the Germans be paying that? Mm. Well, I mean, they would probably be really upset about that because you know, not all of them accepted that idea anyway. Still. But still. But still. Yeah. But there is no sense in really talking about it, like Joshua said. Like, okay, it's not going to happen. This, it doesn't matter. So. I'm curious. I ask every white person, especially every white person who's like, you know, culturally, you know, 
acceptable. Like you're not. Uh, I I've learned that you're not at all a racist person or anything. At least not that I can tell. Like <laughs> you know, you just are. You know, you had your experiences and and you know I like your view from the being from the East Coast and you're honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not gonna act like you know about something that you don't. And if it's something that confuses you or your fear, like I feel like the fact that you're honest about it says that. You know, you're not racist because you're open to say what you feel about it, you know. But having that view, you know, obviously your mom probably has a lot to do with the fact that you are open about things. You see, mm-hmm. She's like, how do you think your parents would feel like if you brought, like, the opposite race home? Would they, would they trip? Would they care? Uh, my mom definitely wouldn't care. Like, if I brought a black girl home? Yeah. I would never bring a black girl. Well, I would, I've only been to my dad's house, like, a, like a handful of times in my lifetime, but right? So that's... No, I wouldn't. There, I don't. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't interact with him because he don't. I don't. I don't owe him anything. Like, yeah. I mean, this is getting deeper into my life. Like, I don't owe him anything in terms of involving him in my life. Yeah. yeah so I would never bring somebody into that situation. There's nothing to gain from it. So I would yeah. not do it because I wouldn't gain anything. There's no reason to do it. The only thing that would 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 be gained is that he would know more about my life, and yeah. I'm not really concerned about that. So that's a whole different story, right? Yeah. Um, my mom would be totally cool with it. She wouldn't care. I mean, my grandma probably would <laughs> say, I mean, she would be nice and everything would be fine, but she probably would say something to like one of my aunts. You know what I'm saying? Because I did have one, my mom's got six sisters, seven, you know, seven girls or whatever. They're all white, Catholic, Polish people, you know, super white. And my one aunt just recently was dating a black guy. And that was like, the talk of the family, you know, like, wow. like, oh, you know, like n- nothing bad was said, but it was yeah. talked about because he was black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was weird, I guess, yeah. different. So, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't care if I brought a black girl home to my mom. She wouldn't care, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would, so. but they wouldn't say anything to me. I'm <laughs> sure. Not to my face, but, so. but you would, you would expect things to be said. I guess, I mean, that's for any family, actually. Oh, okay. You would expect things to be said. So, yeah. That. Interesting. Well, there you have it. There we have it, man. I think that there's, was a good... There's my two sons from a, a, a white suburban East Coast. Man. So, at the end of the day, it. Ben is not racist, man. I don't I think, think I am, but I guess not, not having all these conversations, <laughs> I don't really know what... Nah, I mean, I don't think you are. I think you would know if you were. Good, so I get I get a pass from you. You don't get a pass. <laughs> you know, I can call you up if anyone keep you're like, no. Nah, you, you, black no, nah, but you get <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you pass. <laughs> okay, that was racist. <laughs> you just you you were doing so good. I have a black friend. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. wait. On the phone. <laughs> it's proof. <laughs> oh my god. There's a picture. <laughs> I know his first name and his middle. I know his black name too. <laughs> oh shoot! But no, I appreciate you coming on, man, and just sharing and being honest and open. Um, that's really what this is all about. Yeah, I mean, just a, a realistic version of of the video. Yeah, you know I hope what I mean? it's thought provoking. If anything, I mean, I know not everything I said was intelligent, or the thoughts that I had were. Nah, it was based true, on though. fact, but at least hopefully it's thought provoking. Nah, it it was real, and I appreciate that, bro. Cool. So I appreciate y'all listening. If y'all have any questions, comments, man, uh, hit us up the show page 
on Instagram is at SXSNDLS. Same thing on Twitter at SXSNDLS. My personal page, Emmanuel Since85. Um, ben, how can the people get a hold of you, man? Uh, I don't do like Twitter, Instagram. You're not. That. You're not. Are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Yeah, I guess you could find me on Facebook. I'm not a big social media guy. I don't know. He's not. It's like to live, live life, you know. But if you guys got any questions for for the boy Ben, hit me up and I'll let him know. All right. <laughs> so once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Appreciate y'all for listening. I'll let y'all next time. Peace. That good news, I'm evidence oh, I gave you the truest me My truest speech, true and deep From the loosest leaves of my loose leaf My flaws and all, see I'm fragile, but by grace I am Choosing peace over losing sleep And I must say these sandals fit quite nicely Over these pre-release Nike socks, Birkenstocks Oh, what a faux pas Unmasked, unabashed, unashamed uh, Hear the voice set up unacclaimed Yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed Maybe that's a taboo Maybe it's a fad, but maybe just a fact I was used to wear